When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Texas got better in the transfer portal. So did Ohio State. Somebody's got to lose. Let's talk about transfer portal winners and losers. Let's go. It's the number one college football show. What's up, kids, folks? Welcome to the number one college football show. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcast. Today, we're going to do our Transfer Portal winners and losers as the Transfer Portal has closed for all but a few teams. We'll talk about why that is and who those teams are. But first, I'm going through this kind of slowly, and I might need to cough because I'm under the weather. You can kind of hear it in my voice, right? I'm going to try not to cough at you. So if I got to stop for just a minute, that's what it is, just fighting through a cold right now. So. Let's start with the winners. Everybody likes talking about winning. I love talking about winning. I love winning. I think at the top of the list, you got to go with Miami and getting Cam Ward to commit to transfer to the University of Miami. This was yet another as the transfer portal turns because this was the number one quarterback heading into the portal after going leaving Washington State, also as a grad transfer. There's only one player who threw for more yards and is returning to the sport than Cam Ward last year, and that's one, Carson Beck. And Carson Beck threw for 3,738 yards, while Cam Ward threw for 3,736 yards. And Carson Beck got to play an extra game in the SEC Championship. Okay, We know Cam Ward can spin it. We know that he has the tools to be a great college football quarterback, if not lead Miami to an ACC title. And he's going to have help. Xavier Restrepo is returning. It's a guy who had 85 catches and over 1,000 yards receiving. I think that that duo is going to be outstanding. I think Mario Cristobal can also continue to build around this very cool pillar that is Cam Ward. And shouts to that man who has left basically the suburbs of Houston to go to Pullman, Washington, where it's cold, and said, hey, you know what? I think I want to go south where it's warm for my last year of college football. It's also a man who kind of had the weirdest NFL draft announcement that we've seen, right? It was a video, and he was very just play uh blase about it or i thought it was blase about it where he's saying hey i'm gonna enter the nfl draft and the rest of us who watch the sport very closely like why for what for who like this class is not necessarily in need of a cam ward and you're throwing the ball enough to the other teams and you put the ball on the ground enough to the other teams that we would like to see you develop a little bit of more ball security especially as the 2025 class does not look as strong as this 2024 class led by caleb williams I think this is the guy that everybody wanted to get, and Mario Cristobal did not stop until it was clear that Cam Ward had signed the paperwork and was headed to the NFL draft, and that deadline only came and went just a couple of days ago as we're recording this on a Tuesday night. So any news that I'm talking about now right, happened before the taping. Any news that happens afterwards we'll probably try to get back to on the next taping. right? That would be the following Tuesday. So if it feels like I'm a little bit behind, that's because – I am. Now, next on the list, 
I want to talk about another transfer portal winner, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Goodness me, I don't know that you could do a better job in the portal and on your own roster than what Ryan Day has done since ending the season with a loss to Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. You lost Kyle McCord to Syracuse, who I think is a great quarterback, right? You'd rather have him than not. We could see that when they try to go out there with Devin Brown, who got hurt, and then you got to find out that Lincoln Keenholz ain't it, right? You go into the portal, you pull out Will Howard, who looked like he was on his way to SC after ending the transfer portal at Kansas State. He is your penciled-in starter going into the 2024 season with an Aaron Nolan right there behind him as a true freshman. He's got all the tools to be great. You also add it to that backfield with Quinshawn Judkins, who was one of the best players in the SEC in 2022 and one of the best tailbacks in the sport that we have left, right? Joining Travion Henderson, who, when he is healthy, is a home run hitter and one of the best tailbacks in the country. I think when you add in that the offensive line is going to have Donovan Jackson, maybe Seth McLaughlin, who was playing center at Alabama in the Rose Bowl, uh, who earned the nickname Snaps among his teammates because, well, Snaps weren't always getting to Jalen Milrow on time or to his hands, might be playing a little bit of guard. We'll see, right? But I think you could be running the football. I think with those two guys, with Quinshawn, Travion, and then Will Howard, who is a big man and can run the football himself, I would expect to see Ryan Day really try to lean on that part of the game, game plan, especially with Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the NFL. But you got to make a buka. Again, recruiting your own roster. Carnell Tate's returning, right? Brandon Ennis is returning. Yeah, you lost Noah Rogers, but you're deep at wide receiver, and Brian Hartline has everything to do with that as well. Also, talking about the portal, he didn't lose any coaches to the portal, right? All the guys that are on that staff want to be on that staff, and that's tremendous as Michigan runs the Big Ten. And you're looking up at them. And that's what the 2024 season is going to be about, especially with a new athletic director for which Ryan Day was not his hire. So everybody on that staff is going to have to earn it in a way that they might not have had to with Gene Smith, who had been athletic director for nearly 20 years at Ohio State. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I think losing guys like Julian Fleming, Jair Brown, Chip Trainum, that's going to hurt you, right? but not as much as being able to keep guys like Jordan Hancock and Denzel Burke, again, on that outside, playing for Jim Knowles in that defense that I expect to be as good this year as it was last year. JT Tui-Molau, Jack Sawyer, Tyleek Williams, they're all back. I think Ohio State could be in for one of those seasons that we've been looking for from them since 2021, where they win the Big Ten, and or excuse me, 2019, where they win the Big Ten, they beat Michigan, and perhaps play for a national championship okay next on the list let's talk about Ole Miss who has the highest ranked portal class and the only five star according to the 247 composite in this 2024 class so I'm looking at this list of guys that have chosen to transfer to Ole Miss and it is astounding Logan Diggs who was at Notre Dame at LSU now at Ole Miss Yam Banks who's coming oh my goodness from South uh South Alabama where Kane Womack was coaching him. Princely Uman uh, Millen, my goodness, coming out of Florida. Key Lawrence coming out of Oklahoma. Juice Wells coming out of South Carolina. You keep going down the list. Walter Nolan, right? They get dudes. Now, I know that we talk about Lane Kiffin being the portal king. Okay, cool. But you know what he's never going to get? Offensive linemen. These are all skill players. He can lose a guy like Quinshawn Judkins and be okay because he can go get a Logan Diggs. 
That's not a small thing. Yeah, Ulysses Bentley for a while there. He's got the tools to be great. As a matter of fact, they had an 11-win season last year. They beat Penn State in the Peach Bowl. It's about getting past Alabama and getting past Georgia. And if you're Lane Kiffin, you ain't got to play Alabama in 2024. That's a win. Even with Nick Saban being gone, that's a win for you. I think they're in a great spot here, especially as Jeff Levy is in year one at Mississippi State for the Egg Bowl. I think it's a team that we're going to watch very closely because we're always watching Ole Miss kind of closely. But they are bouncing up against that ceiling of, can they make the SEC championship game? And that feels unfair because Ole Miss is one of the 10 best programs in all the sport. And at best, it's the third best team in their own conference. But that's what it's just been in the SEC. And what I will expect it to be with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas, say nothing of the Big Ten basically being that for Penn State, right? And then watching the best of the rest, Ole Miss beat the best of the rest, Penn State, you understand what it means for them to go get these guys out of the portal and for them to be competitive in 2024. I'm also taking a look out west to what Oregon has done, and we're talking about transfer portal winners. Dan Lanning, who did not wait. He came out and said, I'm not going to Alabama. I'm staying right here. What we have built here is outstanding. What I have built here is ready to go into the Big Ten and win football games. I don't know that there's a more confident football coach in the country right now than Dan Lanning. That man is oozing bravado, and his team is following that brashness, that confidence, because it's not arrogance. They outwork people, and they work hard. But to lose guys like Troy Franklin, Bucky Irving, and Bo Nix, and then to come back with Dante Moore, Dylan Gabriel, and Evan Stewart, that's, that's no small thing, man. And then you're able to keep an up-and-coming offensive coordinator like Will Stein, right? Tosh LaPoy, at defensive coordinator. I think the most interesting part of this is Dante Moore and Dylan Gabriel being your quarterbacks in that room. Dylan right now feels like the starter because he's played the most football. And he has shown an ability to beat really great football teams, notably Texas last year who made the college football playoff. He basically beat them with his arm and his legs. But Dante Moore, I think, is the more talented quarterback. But that's not saying much. Dante Moore is more talented than most quarterbacks. It's about getting that dude to not throw the football to the other team and to achieve another level of maturity. And I think Dan Lanning is the guy that you don't test that with. Right, like He is going to expect you to grow up and grow up in a hurry if you want to play football for him. He's not really going to babysit anybody. But I think a healthy competition between Gabriel and Moore could bring out the best in Moore and maybe get that guy to 2025 where he can be your starting quarterback. Really like what they're doing. I think of the new teams that are coming into the Big Ten, they have the best chance to win the Big Ten championship. And I think all of that has to do with him. So if you're going to put it on the shoulders of a head coach, and we do in this sport, you're going to put it on Dan Lanning's shoulders. Next on that list of winners, Florida State. Goodness me. Mike Norvell bounced back from losing what feels like half his roster to the NFL draft in the transfer portal by getting DJ Uwe Unglele and then basically raiding Alabama. Roydell Williams, Earl Little, Malik Benson, Terrence Ferguson, Sean Murphy, and then Georgia, Marvin Jones Jr. All those guys are now Florida State Seminoles. Not too shabby. On top of, they're going to continue to hunt in the portal when it opens. Mike Norvell's been one of the best in the country at this. If Ole Miss has got a portal king, Mike Norvell is a portal prince, right? That dude can go get who he needs to get 
to make Florida State competitive. And even when I'm not really interested in talking about their week schedule, they beat everybody that they played until they got to their bowl game, in which case they just didn't have the same amount of talent that they had to start the season, right? I am interested to see how DJ Uli Unglele plays in 2024 because this is a man who was rated up with Bryce Young as a quarterback and so far has only shown flashes of that here and there. But if you can get that dude to start playing to the level of his talent, it's not hard to see Florida State getting back to the ACC title game. It's not hard to see Florida State winning the ACC title. They could be that good. He's going to have that much help around him. And I think being able to raid Alabama has been great for them. We'll talk about that in just a second. Last winner that we got to talk about, though, is also an SEC team, Texas Longhorns, who made themselves better, right? You lose a Xavier Worthy. You lose a Jordan Whittington. You lose an Adonai Mitchell. You add Isaiah Bolton, or excuse me, Isaiah Bolton from Isaiah Bond, not Isaiah Bolton, Isaiah Bond from Alabama, right? Their best wide out. The guy who caught the pass on the grave, uh, grave digger play from one Jalen Milrow. And his favorite target, honestly, that was the big one. Then on Tuesday, you added linebacker Kendrick Blackshear and wide receiver Silas Bolden, who was outstanding at Oregon State, their best pass-catching threat. So you got a dude that also can return kicks and punts for you the way that Xavier Worthy did. So you got that guy, he's short, fast, and can take the top off the defense, Silas Bolden. You got a really great deep threat uh, and one across the middle, like Adonai Mitchell, and one Isaiah Bond. And then Kendrick Blackshear, for those of y'all that have been following recruiting for a very long time, you understand what I'm saying when I tell you that Kendrick Blackshear has been six foot three, 250 pounds since he was 15 years old at Duncanville. It is a dude who looks like all get off the bus. He just hasn't played that well. He's been hurt. But if Pete Kwiatkowski can teach that dude to be a shoot the gap inside linebacker, look out, man. Because Kendrick Blackshear next to Anthony Hill. I don't know that there's a more terrifying tandem because you're going to look at Kendrick Blackshear and you're going to go, wait, that dude can read the keys. That dude knows when we're running. That dude knows when we're passing. Yes, that dude, because he's got every bit of the athleticism that you would want to see from an SEC linebacker. Just wasn't clicking at Alabama. Hopefully getting closer to home is going to help him out quite a bit. But those are three really great additions to make what was already a good Texas football team into what I think is a Texas football team that can compete for the Southeastern Conference Championship. All right, let's go from the transfer portal winners to the transfer portal losers, okay? Everybody got to have some losers. At the top, Alabama. And we can talk about Alabama and how it has affected three different programs. So Nick Saban decides to retire last week. And what are we doing? We're talking about Kalen DeBoer leaving Washington to go to Alabama. We're talking about Jet Fish leaving Arizona to go to Washington. And we're talking about Brent Brennan leaving San Jose State to go to Arizona. So these are three programs who, because their head coaches left for another jobs, have an open window of 30 days for all those players to enter into the transfer portal at a time when the transfer portal is closed to everybody else. Just kind of sucks for those programs and particularly those fans because there's only one way. They're, they can leave whenever they want. This is very important when we're talking about a safety like Caleb Downs, right? Who at the time of this taping is still an Alabama, uh, a member of the Alabama Crimson Tide, but we'll see, right? I also think that if you're Washington, this, this is brutal. This sucks because 
you don't have the branding and the cachet of Alabama, and you certainly don't have Nick Saban hanging around. But you are still going to lose these guys into the portal with Kalen DeBoer choosing to go to Alabama. Asa Turner, Will Rogers, Ethan Barr, Michelle Powell, Trey Watson, Shabar Muhammad, one of the better corners in all of football. They lost 10 guys that rate as three stars or better in the 247 sports composite. That's difficult to overcome, especially when you can't immediately go get those guys and replace them. Okay, Jed Fish has work to do. And that's even if he succeeds in getting Noah Fafita to lead Arizona to join him at Washington. But if you are Noah Fafita, do you need to go to Washington? Do you need to stay at Arizona? There are lots of other places that would love to have you, including a couple of Big Ten teams, UCLA, USC. Throw it out there. He hasn't made a decision as of this, this taping, but that was the freshman All-America at quarterback, and for good reason. Led them to a 10-win season, took apart Oklahoma and the Alamo Bowl, gave USC everything it wanted, gave Washington everything it wanted, won a bunch of games that they shouldn't have because that dude was able to come off the bench and be elite for them. It's going to be difficult for Jed Fish and that staff, but I think, I think come August they're going to have a pretty competitive football team. Next on the list of losers, after we get past those three, Washington, Arizona, and Alabama, got to talk about Colorado. Got to talk about Colorado. Okay. So there are two Power Five programs with 22 transfers in. One is Texas A&M. One is Colorado. The reason that Colorado makes this list is because of those 22, I count just two that were starters at FBS programs as offensive linemen. And I count just one power five starter at offensive linemen. You're not going to sway me talking about skill players at Colorado anymore. They got them. They're good. Matter of fact, I'm going to mention one they added. LaJonte Wester had 108 catches for 1,100 yards at Florida Atlantic last year. Cool. Jimmy Horn was great last year. Xavier Weaver was great last year. Amaria Miller came out of nowhere. Travis Hunter goes both ways. Dylan Edwards is still back there. You don't need skill guys. You need men that can protect Shador Sanders in this all-important last season of college football for him. Now, there are, to Prime's credit, five offensive linemen that he has picked up through the portal. Right? Tyler Johnson out of Houston. UTEP, you have Justin Mayer, uh, uh, Meyer, excuse me. UConn's Jakiri Walker. Indiana's Khalil Benson and FIU's Philip Houston. But are those guys better than what you had? Now, I, I think he would tell me, yeah, they are, because I went to go get him. But that remains to be seen. Because Shadur was not only getting sacked a bunch, he wasn't able to finish the football season. And if that guy just gets a little bit of time, he's going to be able to take apart other defenses because he is going to get rid of the football. Matter of fact, he would get rid of the football at Jackson State, not unlike Michael Penix Jr. would get rid of the football at Washington. He wasn't looking to hold it and go down through his progressions. If he saw somebody open, he wanted to get it through him and he was going to throw them open. He didn't have that much time at Colorado as they got further and further into the season. So I think you're going to have to either show me that these guys have developed quite a bit, and then you're probably going to start a true freshman at tackle in Jordan Seaton. Now, Jordan Seaton is a five-star offensive lineman. He is one of the most talented linemen in the country. But that's asking a lot of a true freshman. Now, Kelvin Banks was able to do it last year, took a step back this year. Right? Caden Proctor was able to do it at Alabama this year, but 
wasn't really great. It's good. But that's just one position. Let's assume Jordan Seaton plays at an All-American level. You still got to have four other guys that can protect Shador Sanders. So that's what I'm going to be watching. And you're not going to know anything about that until they start playing football in the fall. Spring football is not going to show us anything about this offensive line or the defensive line for that matter. But they're always going to have skilled players. Skilled players are always going to show up to prime. It's can you go get offensive linemen? And one of the things that I would always point to when people ask me about who's getting good or whether or not their team is going to be okay or whether or not they should be worried about another team is I would ask, can you name the offensive linemen that are going to start for you on your football team? Can you name how many of those guys went? you had to go into the portal to go get? Usually you don't, right? You don't need to go into the portal, and you can name the guys that can't protect your quarterback because they're that important to the success of your football team that you know their names. This is what they had at Michigan. You know Zach Zinter's name, right? You know Trevor Keegan's name. You know Ladarius Henderson's name. We can keep going, right? That's the point here. You need names that we care about on your offensive line if you expect it to be good. And not for nothing, Shadour Sanders deserves a great offensive line, man. Like, all the endorsements aside, walking the fashion show at Louis Vuitton, he's a great quarterback. And I want to see him have the opportunity to go at other teams. Just give him two seconds. Give him two claps. Give him two claps. He's going to be all right. All right. That is going to do it for today's episode of the number one college football show. We will be back live next Tuesday at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Our number one college football show leads of screening are Jack Coakley and Torin Westfall. They make us better in the film room. Production assistant Kiara Santana puts the special in our special teams. Social producer Javion Duncan makes sure the recruits and the rivals see the cake we bake. Gabe Sable is sending in the signal. Senior producer Catherine Cordaggi sees the entire field from the booth. Lead producer Tyler Wojak calls the plays from the sideline and the play snaps on my clap. We will see you all Tuesday. Until then, stay low. Keep those feet driving. Doses.